How You Show Up for Yourself, featuring Elisa Ellis. Do you feel like your wardrobe is holding you back from being the best version of yourself? Well, meet Elisa Ellis, a wardrobe stylist who believes that personal styling is not just about outfits, but transforming lives. Elisa has been helping clients in the U.S. and abroad for nearly a decade, replacing old pieces with timeless ones that help them radiate confidence and style. Her work goes beyond fashion. It's about connecting and showing up for yourself. In this interview, she shares her insights on how showing up for yourself can change everything. And pri prioritizing your own needs and goals can attract positive energy and people who align with your values and aspirations. Tune in to gain valuable tips and start your journey towards a more confident and stylish you. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast, and my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Let me share with you a little bit about our fabulous guest we have today on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Elisa Ellis has been transforming closets and the lives of her clients in the U.S. and abroad for close to a decade. She has worked with a diverse range of clients, including stay-at-home moms, retirees, business owners, executives, women in corporate or management, and entrepreneurs. With the belief that 70 to 90% of all communication is nonverbal, and that's true, Elisa understands the importance of showing up in style. She firmly believes that style is not a size or a number on a scale, and that when you level up your style and show up for yourself, you become more productive, memorable, and confident, and can attract more success. She started by helping friends with closet edits and mixing and matching outfits. 
but after being encouraged by a good friend, she decided to start a business. The rest, as they say, is history. Please help me welcome Elisa. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. I'm excited to share with the audience today a little bit about style. And from no one better than you, you can coach and lead us into that. So let's start out by sharing with the audience a little bit more about your background. Tell us who you are. Sure. I am a former corporate gal and I had a life change in my 40s and I decided to become an entrepreneur. And I really try and relate to my clients because I myself have been everything from a size 10 to an 18 plus, and now I'm somewhere back in the middle again. And so I know what it's like to have clothes that you're holding on to and, and so that you can fit into them. You might get into them. You might wear them again. But really what happens is it's not who you are anymore, literally or figuratively. So I help my clients let go of that. This is a very great show for me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you're talking to to the choir here. And I that's exactly me, you know, where I've gone up and down so much and I hold on to everything. I have this massive closet that's full of stuff and that I'm just like, I, I know I'm gonna fit into it. I can squeeze into right. this someday. <laughs> right, right. And you're not alone. Most women and some men have yeah. been there, are there. But what we don't realize is that we're not the same person that we were a year ago, two mm. years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. And even if we can, quote unquote, fit into it literally, it's not who we are figuratively. Like I just had a dress that I've had for 10 years. I've loved it, worn it, feel fabulous in it. I put it on the other day and I was like, mm, yeah doesn't work for me anymore. And it's okay. It's just not who I am anymore. And it's okay for us to let go of that. So I help give my clients permission to do that. Oh my gosh. There's man, we're jumping in today because there's so much power in that. I love what you're saying and how you're saying it. And we don't think of that. It's very much like, and this is a common topic on the show is identity and identity right. crisis and how that that's so easy to come into with our belief systems of who we think we should be or in accordance to what societal standards. And so I love that you're giving permission to people and really giving them this understanding of, hey, that's not me anymore. That's not you anymore. And what do you, who do you want to be? Who do you want to walk right. into? Let's, let's look at this because the reality is, is that you can change your identity anytime. A hundred percent. Change is constant. A hundred percent. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, let's, let's go back into you historically. Where are some pinpoint times and moments in history where you started discovering this, had the realization of, and, and knowing that you had that power to? Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold indifference. 
All that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. So like I said, I was in corporate. We, we had some, we moved. I could no longer do my corporate job because I was doing a lot of travel and my husband was traveling too. And I had two small children. So I became, I left my corporate job and I became a rep for a jewelry company, which was super fun, but not a, you know, full-time income. And my clients who happened to be speakers and coaches wanted to know how to wear their big jewelry statement pieces with everyday items. And so I was helping them coordinate outfits. And then I had a lot of friends who were going through divorce and needed to know what business casual or business professional was without having to go and spend a lot of money on clothes. You know, there's this misnomer that you've been, you know, you've been married for a number of years, you get divorced, you're going to end up with this lump sum. And that's just not what happens for everybody. So I was helping clients and friends and helping them put together outfits. I, I helped my friend clean out her closet and put together outfits. And she finally just convinced me to try it. And I figured, okay, what do I have to lose? And so I started and I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And it's over five years later now. And, you know, during the pandemic, I learned to work with clients virtually I already had a couple of virtual clients and it just became more accepted. And then I created a online closet cleanout course. I created a five day challenge that was online. I just kind of kept reinventing myself and creating new packages for clients based on what they needed. And I think that's a lot of the message, isn't it? Like you're saying, I kept reinventing myself. Well, that's basically what you're showing your clients to do. Hey, let's reinvent right. the self right. uh, in, into something magical, something that you love because you should love yourself and you should love how you show up. So let's talk a little bit about what is that like to you, for you? What does showing up in style mean or look like to you? I really try and help my clients find pieces that they love and feel confident in. That's different for everybody, right? I have clients who don't wear skirts, clients who don't wear pants, clients who don't wear dresses. Everybody has their own mm -hmm. item of clothing or collection of clothing that they love. I have some clients that don't go sleeveless, some that love jackets. And so there is no like rule or set of clothes that you necessarily should have should have there are some basic pieces yes but you have to find what's authentic to you i tell this story all the time i had a woman i i heard years ago who said if you're a speaker you should be wearing a sheath dress nylons and heels well mm. it's going to be a cold day in heck if you're going to get me in <laughs> nylons again and at the time i really didn't wear sheath dresses or high heels you know i'm a very mm. casual person so I needed to feel what that what that outfit was for me authentically. And so that's mm -hmm. what I try and do is I try and help my clients find what's authentic to them. 
and what lights them up. And that's different for everybody, right? But what I've learned is when you put something on that you feel confident in, you stand taller, your shoulders go back, you just look and feel better versus when you put something on that doesn't fit, is old, it's uncomfortable, it's scratchy, you literally cave in on yourself. Yeah. And it makes such a huge difference. And I, when I'm working with clients, I have them put on a real clothes every day. I have a no legging challenge. Because let's be honest, over the past few years, people have gotten really comfortable in their athleisure wear. And so not everybody believes me when I say how you show up matters, how you show up for yourself matters. And so when they do the no legging challenge where you have to get up and get dressed in real clothes, even though you have nowhere to go, and then Mm -hmm. let's see how that feels. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's truly a game changer for my clients because they realize they feel better, they get more done, they're more productive, they have a better day. And it's all about that self-care for you. And that looks different for everybody, right? For some people, it's putting on the makeup. For some, it's jewels. For some, it's the whole outfit. Some, it's a fun pair of shoes. So I encourage my clients, find what that is for you. I think so much of that, it's like making the bed, right? And right. How sure, absolutely. Doing that little thing, it, it can really change the trajectory of how your day goes. Right. A hundred percent. And and for me, I believe that you getting up and getting dressed and putting something on that you feel amazing in is a transformative experience. And not only that, but letting go of what's not working for you because I've done this, but I stand in my closet and I see things that still don't fit. And so instead of it being the motivation piece, it ends up being the piece that starts you on that spiral of, I can't lose weight. What am I doing wrong? Why doesn't this still fit? What's wrong with me? That whole, and that's a mental health thing, right? Instead of being excited to get dressed, you're dreading it because nothing fits. You don't like what you have. You can't fit into your old pieces, Mm -hmm. all of those things that you're hanging on to. Yeah. And you will probably know the name of this person, Elisa, but uh, she, I think she does a a television show now too, but she wrote a book and I can't recall. Marie Kondo. What's that? Marie Kondo. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the title is something tidy or. Right. So her method is you throw everything, absolutely everything out into a pile. Right. So that's really overwhelming for me. I Mm. like to chunk it down into easier pieces. And so for me, like the five-day challenge I do, it's let's every day take 15, 20 minutes and pick something old, something shabby, something pilled, whatever Mm. that is, right? The next day, okay, let's work on something else. In the closet course I did, it was let's do shirts, then let's do pants, then let's do because that's how I work. I, I get very easily overwhelmed and I'll give myself anxiety. But if you give me just a small piece of it, then it's like, okay, I can do that. Give five minutes. I can set a timer. I can do that. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I'm working with clients, we go through their closet one section at a time. Okay. Let's do this section. Tell me about these pieces. How do they feel? Try them on. What works? What doesn't work? Okay. Let's go to the next section. And Again, I'm giving them permission and helping them see, okay, you're doing the dance. You know, when we put something on that doesn't quite fit and we do the (laughs) dance and we fidget, that's because it's not working for you. Yeah. And so we put that, it's either let it go or 
it goes in what I call the 30, 60, 90 day pile. You're going to separate yourself from it. You're going to put it in another room, another closet, bags, whatever it is. And you're going to check on it in 30, 60 or 90 days because we're all on the forever weight loss journey. We're all, we're going to lose the five pounds. We're going to be a size, whatever. And so I put it, mm-hmm. we, I have them put it in that pile and then we check on it. I text them, I email them. Okay. How does that shirt fit? How are those shoes? What, how's the jacket? But what happens is after you've separated yourself from that, you realize that's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. Oh. And 95, 98% of the clients, even if they lost the weight, they realized it wasn't who they wanted to be anymore. Yeah. And so it was time to let go of it. And because there was that separation, it made it much easier to be like, yeah, I'm done. Because we all have memories and attachments. Oh, absolutely. We sure do, don't we? And and then we feel guilty, like, right. I can't get rid of this because this memory is tied to that. I mean, it's so much. I mean, if we really want to dig a little deeper psychologically, we do the exact same thing internally, don't we? Where we don't get rid of those past emotions and feelings because there's some sort of odd comfort to it. And we keep reliving it over and over and over. And the same thing with our closets. How empowering is that? And are you to help guide people to help clear that out? It's really life-changing. I have worked with a number of clients that they tell me they actually feel lighter and feel thinner. And it's because of the energetic weight that's basically leaving them, right? That all of those clothes have an energetic weight that keeps you stagnant. And the other big piece of it is I really try and encourage my clients and just women that I'm working with, find a shelter, find a local place to take the clothes because there is always a woman who is leaving a relationship, starting a new job, going for an interview, and they are your size that you used to be. And so those pieces will look and fit them perfectly. And so it makes it much easier for women knowing, okay, I'm going to give this away, but I know it's going to go someplace where it's going to be used, worn, loved, instead of I'm just going to toss it, right? It's going to get recycled and reloved. Yeah, I love that. I was definitely going to ask about that on where do you recommend people take their clothing? And I think another thing is, um, you know, the financial aspect of it, you know, sometimes we can fluctuate in weight so rapidly, you know, especially if we have, you know, such a huge change in life or a traumatic experience where life is turned totally upside down and we're not being consistent with the way that we were living previously. So either we lose weight or we gain weight and, you know, we just went on a shopping spree (laughs) for what? And now, now you can't wear them. Right. So when it comes to the financial aspects of it, you know, and you have that, that connection with it and you're like, well, I I don't want to get rid of this yet because I just purchased it. I spent a lot of money on it. Right. We attach the value of it. What do you suggest for cases like that? So a couple of different things we are really good at. So you, so tell me, have you ever said, I'm going to wait to wear that until I lose the weight. I'm a size. Oh yeah. Like my whole closet. Right. I'm not going to buy that until. (laughs) So here's what happens. This is a, a, something that I heard from somebody else. 
we're basically telling ourselves that we'll be worth it in the future Ooh. when we weigh less or we're smaller, but oh. we're not worth it now. Yeah, which is really kind of scary because most of the women that I work with and interact with are women in business, successful, right? But yet there's something in our head that's saying, I'm not worth it yet. And so it's twofold. One, you have to remind yourself you're worth it now. Your your worth is not attached to the number on the scale or the size of your pants. Two, find a good tailor. There are pieces that can be altered. Yeah. You can add elastic to certain skirts, jackets, certain pieces that can be worked so that if you've gained weight, you might still be able to wear them. If you lose the weight, you can still wear them. I also suggest, I have a mix of classic pieces that I've invested in, as well as inexpensive pieces from, let's say, J. Crew, Target, right? Mm-hmm. Because like I just bought a, a bunch of, uh, four different colored t-shirts from J crew factory. They probably cost me 12 bucks. Those will last me all summer and I'll pair them with blazers, linen jackets, shorts, skirts, Mm -hmm. slacks, and those I'm not going to worry about, but I'm going to spend more money on the jacket investment piece or Mm -hmm. a nice pair of slacks. That's going to last me. And again, I've, I've taken pants to the tailor and had them let out, have them taken in, you know, all of those things, because we do fluctuate our bodies change over time. That's just the reality of it. Yeah, they're supposed to. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Yes. I in fact, I posted this on Instagram the other day, I, I, there's an influencer I follow. She's younger. And she said, when you gain weight, your body doesn't change your body shape doesn't change. And I was like, hmm, my body shape changed when I had kids, my hips Mm -hmm. got wider. My body shape changed when I hit perimenopause. My body shape changed again when I hit menopause. And so this idea that you stay the same your whole life, I was like, I literally laughed out loud. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not me. And it's okay. Look, I have clients who swear they've been the same size their entire life until they hit menopause. But our bodies do change. You know, things move and they, the gravity takes hold. Uh, Mm -hmm. no matter how healthy and in shape you are. And it's okay that your body changes and it's okay to find new pieces. I remember sitting in my closet and I was a size 14 and suddenly none of my clothes fit, absolutely none of my pants. And I cried because I was devastated. You know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I lose weight? What's, why do I keep gaining weight? And I went out and bought myself a pair of 16 pants and it crushed me. But there was something about putting on a pair of pants that fit Mm. and I felt better about myself, that I wasn't Mm. constricted. And then I started taking better care of myself. I started walking more. I found tops that were a little blousey to hide my muffin top. And over time, I did lose weight. But this idea that I'm worth less because I'm a size bigger or two sizes bigger or one size smaller, you know, it's just it's a, it's a constant hamster wheel. Right. And I decided in my forties to get off that hamster wheel. And now I just find clothes that fit the body I have, whether I weigh five pounds more or five pounds less. I I love, and, and thank you. Let me, let me go back to, thank you so much for being vulnerable in that because we all feel and think that at some point. Right. And so thank you so much for that, for sharing that, that, it isn't easy and it's hard. And also that 
you made some changes and some moves, even though it was hard, just like right. anything, any, any sort of working on bettering yourself or fixing yourself is not easy. At first it takes work. That's why very few of us do it. And sure. you made some changes, some tweaks to really start empowering yourself. And through that, you started working on yourself more. So it, it indefinitely benefited you in the long run to make those, you know, the hard steps first. Right. And I see that when I'm working with clients, you know, a lot of times, like I said, people don't necessarily they're, they're in, but they're not, they're skeptical. Right. And yeah. so just recently I started, I worked with a client and she just instantly started texting me pictures. This happens a lot. Look at this outfit. I put this outfit together. You know, when they get dressed in the morning and she mentioned that her husband said, boy, you really upped your game, you know, and she herself was just showing up differently and getting mm -hmm. dressed differently because she felt so much more confident about herself and she was having fun with it again. Yeah. And it completely changed her disposition and what she was wearing and what she wanted to wear and how she was wearing it and adding accessories and fun shoes. And she was excited to get dressed again. And that's what I love. Yeah, that I, I couldn't agree with you more. I would be, I would love that too, when your clients are excited to be in their own skin. You know, right. and when we start talking about people in business, that's a lot of the clients that you work with and how that can totally transform how they do business, you know, because it's that confidence piece. So many undercharge, especially women, because it's that value and that worth aspect. And so uh, being able to change that in the clothing and style and really feeling good to be in that room and to show up and to shine your light is, is an incredible piece. So we're going to go to our first commercial. And then when we get back, we're going to continue the conversation. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Hello, everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of The Kim Jacobs Show, and you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to 
millions of people. I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one. -on -one. We go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to kimjacobsconsulting.com. It's right there on the screen, kimjacobsconsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. That's KimJacobsConsulting.com. Did I say KimJacobsConsulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Speaking of incredible coaches, right? Uh, I, I adore Kim Jacobs. She's been fabulous for me. And, you know, it sounds to me, Lisa, that you do something so much similar and powerful, just like she does. Uh, I want to ask you, because you, you've talked a little bit about this, but when we, when we talk about what we wear and how that impacts the people around us, our relationships, productivity, sales, collaboration, and more when it comes to business. And for those of us that are not running our own business, so to speak, or maybe aren't highly into corporate, um, really those relationship aspects, how does what we put on, what we dress really make an impact in that arena? Yeah, so, so much of those things, the productivities, the sales, the collaboration, people don't realize that it's really connected to how we feel and how we're showing up. 
So if you're showing up confidently, you're more likely to stand out. You're more likely to raise your hand. You're more likely to interact. You're more likely to speak up. Mm. You're more likely to be more productive as opposed to when you're wearing something you're uncomfortable in, you feel small and you want to hide. You're just going to be like this, right? Head down. And so even if you're an entrepreneur, all of those things are connected, whether you have a, a brand. I like to say showing up on brand with authenticity and confidence is a game changer, whether you're an entrepreneur or in corporate, right? If you're in corporate, you might want your image and authenticity to align with the company's goals. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to stand out from everybody else. People say your brand is what separates you from everybody else, what people say after you leave the room. And so how do how do you stand out? Whether you're a realtor, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're in finances, everybody that, you know, there's other people who do what you do. So what makes you different? And there was this time where I gave a presentation to a group of professionals online. And I can't tell you how many of them were all wearing black. Now, look, I get it. Black's a great color. It, It, there's an idea that it makes us look slimmer, but honestly, it brings out like dark circles on some people. It makes your skin look sallow sometimes. It doesn't look good on everybody. And But my thing was all of the people look the same. Nobody was standing out. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, it was like all harmonious. And when you're a business, you need to differentiate yourself from other people. There's something called the leapfrog effect where mm-hmm. we always want to work with the expert and we determine the expert by how they look. Do they look like the expert? And so if you put three realtors, three financial advisors, three whatever, mortgage lenders, whatever you want to say, how do you look like the person who has the most experience? Not do you actually have the most experience, but do you look like you have the most experience? Mm, And so how are you standing out? It's It's really fascinating to me how that changes what people might want to wear, how they show up. You know, we, in a lot of industries, shy away from wearing color, but it really can differentiate you from your competitor. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I I love, I love the leapfrog thing because in law enforcement, it means something totally different. However, I get it. And, uh, you know, I am more drawn to people that, are are shining and right. if you're comfortable you're confident you know and, and you're going to just be in your own self and when you talk about branding and branding ourselves really what that should be is essentially your your true inner shine and right. so yeah it, it just keeps going deeper and deeper of the importance of this and I tell you what, I'm going to start cleaning out my closet, uh, likely today. <laughs> I love it. I love hearing yeah. it. Well, it really has opened up my eyes in a lot of different ways. And I could bring it back to, to something that I learned. And I should know this very well. Because when I was in law enforcement and we went into different people's homes, the people who had the most stuff happening not great stuff. It was chaotic, chaotic lives. Well, their environments were chaotic. 
So that's something that I learned pretty early on. Also something that's called the broken window theory. And what that is, is if there's a broken window in a neighborhood and nobody cleans it up or picks it up or fixes it, the crime rate increases. Mm. And so once you fix that and you start cleaning up the, the area around, crime starts to decrease because there's a sense of pride that starts happening in this community that starts happening. So if you're one of those neighbors that's not taking care of your property, think about that and how it's a chain reaction. <laughs> sure. What, well, how, where do closet. you want to live? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's my point. You know, oftentimes our environment is kind of how we are internally and in our head and we're just chaotic. Right. The average person supposedly takes 13 to 16 mega minutes to figure out what to wear. That's not wow. getting dressed. That's just figuring out what to wear. Our time and is so, precious. Right. And so if you, if you really, you know, there's statistics where if you take a few minutes of planning, it'll save you an hour later on, right? So if you were to take one day a week, let's say Monday, Sunday, whatever day you want, and you plan, you took 10 to 15 minutes to plan out what you were going to wear for the week, you could potentially save yourself an hour over an hour each week. Wow. Like who wouldn't love to have that time back in their day, right? And so the the other thing that's really important about that broken window, messy closet, the other whatever paraphrase you want to use, it's this catch 22. We we might say I need a new let's say blazer. And we find a blazer when we're out and about, but we don't buy it because we tell ourselves, "Oh, I have that. I still have that blazer in my closet. I'll just wear that. That's fine. It'll work." And then we get home and we realize it doesn't fit. It's old. It's shabby. It's mm. whatever. It's too tight. It's not our style. But we don't allow ourselves to buy the new until we let go of the old. And so I really encourage people to let go of what's not working for them and make a list. And when you make that list, do I really need this? And will it go with other things in my closet? I call it the power of two. If you're going to buy something, will it work for two seasons? spring, summer, fall, winter? And can I pair it with two other outfits? So if you're going to buy a blouse, can you wear it with a pair of pants, jeans, a skirt, under a blazer, jacket of some sort? Can you layer it with a cardigan? And if not, maybe it's not the right piece for you, right? Because we, we find these deals, it's on sale, but really it doesn't work with anything in our closet. And we get home and then we just have this other one-off piece. So if you think about it before you buy it and make sure that you can actually wear it with two other outfits, then you're expanding your wardrobe instead of limiting your options. Right. And you're not taking as much time because you're like, okay, this shirt goes with these pants. Exactly. And these pants and these pants. So just right. grab and go. And right. yeah, so it's a time saver. And I love and that. Money saver. You are full of juicy tips and tricks. I love this. Thank you so, so much for sharing all of those sure. things because you're giving me some good ideas and definitely the audience, a lot of good ideas. Um, I wanted to go back a little bit too, because you talked about how, when we, when we feel confident in, in, in the clothing that we're in, we start doing things like, you know, getting more involved and we're more active, more, we raise our hands. And so really this helps us become more, have a more growth mindset. We start to grow because we're not afraid to do things. 
hundred percent. There's, there's studies that have shown you're more likely to take risks. You're more likely to go after your dreams. You're more likely to give back. You're more likely to have a better self-awareness all when you have confidence. There is a, a book that I just read. It's Cues by Vanessa Van Edwards. And she used an example of this gentleman who he had bought new clothes for his new job and he unknowingly shrunk his shirt. So when he went to work, he mm. folded up the sleeves so that no one would notice that his shirts had shrunk, right? But what happened is people saw him as the do-gooder and the get the job done guy. And so they gave him more stuff to do. So he started getting oh. promoted. He started being put on teams because oh. he was the person who was gonna get the job done. The he started having more confidence. Right. And he had more confidence. He took more risk. He stopped asking for permission. His position grew in the company. He was suddenly connected to the CEO and the C-suite. And all of this because he rolled up his sleeves on his shirt. And the perception of how people saw him as the get the job done guy, and then that in turn helped him feel more confident about himself and helped him take more risk and help him do more things that he wouldn't have otherwise had the confidence to do. Ah, that's brilliant. So we're really going on a, a psychological level of, like you said, the perception of- Oh, 100%. And how you wear your clothes and whether you have a collar or not, uh, the collars that you wear. I remember when I was doing um, interviews for law enforcement, I, I only wanted a couple pieces. Well, back then financially, because I could only afford so, so many- business attires and I had a lot of interviews to do. Um, but being very intentional on the colors that I chose because what are the power colors? And so I chose a red, uh, undershirt and then the black, uh, and I had a pair of pants and also a skirt. Well, with on law enforcement, I didn't wear the skirt <laughs> because I, you know, you want to show up as you mean business and you want to dress right. for the position. Sure. But all of that goes into that psychological play of how people perceive you. How do you want to be perceived? A hundred percent. And I work with a lot of women who, like you, work with men and they want to know what to wear to feel more confident and powerful because it's a thing. And that's different for everybody. It could be a power color like red. It could be clean lines. You know, when you have well-fitted clean lines, you're going mm -hmm. to feel more powerful and put together versus something that's flowy and boho and looking a little disheveled. Not that everybody who does that, but you know, it's a different look. Um, it could be, like you said, red. It could be some, for some women, it's blue. For some, it's their underwear. You know, it, it's just, there's different things that make women feel powerful, truly, yeah. undergarments. And oh. you have to find what that is for you. But there's definitely, there was a study that was done. Um, it's called enclosed cognition, where they basically put people in a lab coat, told them it was a lab coat and found mm -hmm. that they had better attention spans. And then they told them it was a doctor's coat. And they mm -hmm. had them take tests and they found that the group that had the doctor's coat did better on that test. And so there is something attached. There's, there's all these little things that are attached to pieces of clothing and, and what we think about them and how they affect us.
Yeah, absolutely. I love that you pointed that out too. And um, with the, the lab coat and if somebody's not really a doctor, but yet if they show up that way, people are going to believe them more because it's just that perception that we have, the belief systems sure. that we have that are attached. So yeah, it's all definitely a, a matter of perception and what we think and that that mental play and it's worth looking into. So is that something that you kind of touch on with your clients that that research and the the science backing of? Sure. I really have some people are data driven, right? And so in one of my presentations I talk about the there's a study done at Yale where they put two groups of people together. One was a group of men dressed in sweats and one was a group of men dressed in suits. And the men dressed in suits sold theoretically almost three times as much as the men in sweats. Mm -hmm. And they found that the men dressed in sweats had trouble making decisions and deferred to the men dressed in suits. And the men dressed in suits also made decisions more like a CEO. So it's yeah. just another way of showing people that it's not just about fun fashion or buying new clothes. It's there's really something to how you get dressed, what you're wearing, how it affects your daily activities and your decisions that you're making and how you're showing up potentially. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll move into another commercial. And then when we get back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this. Stay tuned. Bella Grace means so many things to me. Um, I still remember being a young woman and having that name in my heart. And I also am a mother of two young girls now. I love more than anything to spend time with them. I wanted to do something that would be empowering, deliver amazing, proven products that work to the marketplace, but most importantly, give amazing opportunity to people all around the world. It truly is her passion. After over 25 years in the pharmaceutical medical world, I've dealt with lots of doctors, lots of chemists, lots of scientists. So when I saw all the double blind clinical studies that validate and back up beyond a shadow of a doubt that have over 10 years of proven results. It's truly beauty from the inside out. We knew that we were gonna be bringing a very disruptive force to the health and wellness world. And uh, that's exactly what we've done. We have exclusives to make sure that nobody can replicate or duplicate what we've brought to market. The amazing shine, the amazing plumpness, the hydration. It's as if you're watching magic happen right in front of your eyes. It's something you don't get with the most expensive products out there. We started interviewing influencers. We started interviewing influencer companies. So we thought, what if we could give them more? And that's exactly what we've given them is an influencer model, exactly what they wanted and expected with an affiliate model built around it. They give you a platform to become an influencer. Customer service, marketing department, manufacturer, the, the packaging, the people that are doing our software, the comp plan, every single person here are literally experts in their definitive field. It's over a hundred years of experience in the direct selling world. So we've been able to partner these two worlds and bring the best of the direct sales affiliate marketing world with the passionate social media influencing world and bring them together. That's something that we haven't seen out there yet. The best tools possible, the best platform possible that anybody, even if you weren't in a 
established influencer, you could come here and build out a community of influencers. Anytime, anywhere, on my phone. It doesn't matter who you are, what your following is. Bella Grace is giving us all the opportunity to create a business for yourself. This is the time to take advantage of that. Okay, so find out more about Bella Grace in the description below. And this is one of my favorite parts. This is story time. So Lisa, I would love for you to share some powerful transformative stories that you have with either yourself or your clients through just dressing up to show up and, and really living in your true self. Sure. This is my favorite part. Honestly, I have so many to choose from, but I'm going to share a recent one. It's a client in a client abroad. She is a plus size client, gained some weight during COVID, woman in business, entrepreneur, very successful. And she was just feeling really kind of frumpy, not herself, struggling with what to wear. So we worked on a closet edit together. And, you know, I've worked with clients from zero to 22 plus, and everybody wants to be a size smaller, two sizes smaller. You know, the 10 wants to be the eight, the eight wants to be the six. So this in particular client, she, she'd already gained weight. She didn't know what she was going to do. So we, we basically created new outfits. She came up with about where we came up with about 10 to 20 new outfits that she could wear using what she already had, right? A lot of people think that you have to spend a lot of money to have a transformation and you don't. Mm. So we created new outfits. She found some old scarves that she wasn't using. She went out and bought herself some jewelry from a vintage store, spent less than $10. And after working together, she said that she realized that she didn't have to lose weight. She didn't have to spend a lot of money. She could look good and feel good at the size that she was. and she started dressing up again and having fun with it. And what she found was that people were calling her stunning and glamorous, like mm. her whole aura changed. And I share this story because people always think you have to lose weight. You have to spend a lot of money. There has to be some huge shift. And really there doesn't, it's about making small tweaks to what you're doing every day that can have a huge impact and transformation on your life. And this client, again, has gone on to feel more confident and be more successful because she feels better about herself and she knows she can look good and feel good every day using the clothes that she has. Mm, I, I like that too. That is so, it is transformative, those stories that when, when people just have a different shift in perception, right, of what they can do, and understand that, like you said, when when you look at your closet, it doesn't mean that you have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. Let's shift things around. You can actually pair this with this. And I really love the most that people were noticing because when you start to feel good, that shows just like we've discussed, you know, you're you're more you just show up more into yourself. And so that is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Are there any others that you just love and you you got to share? You know, there's there's so many, but I'll tell you a client recently, she really wasn't sure how to she's a young mom. She had a business trip. She wasn't mm -hmm. sure what to wear, 
how, how to dress now because she has a new body. Yeah. And we really put things together in a capsule wardrobe so that she felt like no matter what she could pull out of her closet, she could get dressed and feel put together, whether she was running errands with her daughter or had to stop by the office or was going away for the weekend. And that's really what I want for my clients is to have a closet full of clothes they love so they feel confident and they know that they could just get dressed in five minutes and be out the door. Mm. And that takes me back to, uh, you know, just something that you brought up that I think is really cool because I wouldn't have thought about it, but the 30, 60, 90 day, man, that's really empowering because you're not just like, oh, I have to make a choice right now. And right. I think that's what stops people entirely from even going there. You know, they're 100%. like, I, I don't want to have to make the choice. I don't know. Does this bring me joy? I don't know. I have to think about it. And then it's bringing all these emotions. But if you go with a game plan and you're like, okay, well, this is going to go in the, the 30, this is the 60 day, this is the 90 day, and then it's out. And then you're, you have a affirmative decision that is already set. A hundred percent. And it makes it easier because, you know, you try it on, it might not fit. You might lose the five pounds. You might not. Or you might just decide it's not who you are anymore. Right. Right. Uh, so this has been a very empowering uh, show. Thank you so much. I want to make sure that our audience and guests knows where to find you. And your website is www.turnkeystyle. Love the name. Dot com. That's T-U-R-N-K-E-Y-S-T-Y-L-E.com. Also, her information is going to be in the description of the video. You can find more of Elisa's social media points of contact. And if you have any questions, make sure to leave them in the comments section and we'll get back to you because most of you are going to be watching and listening to the replay Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything else you want to leave with the audience today? I want them to know that style is not a size or a number on a scale. You can look good at any size, any number. It's just all about finding the pieces that make you shine. I love that. Well, thank you thank so you much. For me. Thank You're you. welcome. <laughs> and uh, again, Make sure to reach out to her. She's got some incredible tips. Obviously, this might be an episode you'll want to re-listen to or definitely to take notes and take action today on changing out your wardrobe. So again, thank you so much, Elisa, for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And for our audience, goodbye for now. And we will see you tomorrow.